Walking the fairways and the greens with the Aussie stars at home and away. Golf Australia's Inside the Ropes. Time now to talk uh, golf in the backyard of Western Australia. And um, we've got someone pretty special on the line here, Joe and Hazy. There aren't too many female supers around the place. Um, but Brittany Goldsworthy is one of those. She's the superintendent at Seaview Golf Club, which I must admit is a golf course I don't know all that much about. She's been good enough to join us on Inside the Ropes. Um, G'day, Brittany. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Very well. Thanks for joining us on the show. Um, where is Seaview? And tell us about it. Oh, Seaview is located on uh, Cottesloe Beach in Western Australia, just pretty much right across the road from the Cottesloe Surf Lifesave Club, so right on the beach. Um, it's a nine-hole public-private course, a semi-private, I guess you call it these days. Um, it's a good little layout. Uh, one of the, I think, one of the last remaining links courses in WA. So it's, I mean, great view, great little course. Small, bit tight, but it's a great layout. Sounds like it's in a terrible part of the world. Oh no, it's awful. <laughs> so going to work, do you ever have those days? Supers are fairly diligent, uh, and it takes a fair bit to knock you off your line and length, but. You must have some days where the beach just looks pretty appealing. You think, we'll just put the tools down for half an hour and we'll get back to work a bit later. Do you ever get distracted? Oh, we get distracted, but as you know, work's work. And unfortunately, going to the beach doesn't happen until after work's finished. What What does a typical day look like? Do you start, you know, super Zino start at the crack of dawn oh, and man. knock off when work's done? It sounds like a pretty um, tough, old, tough old job. Yeah, so I mean, a typical day for us is a 5.30 start. Uh, we try for a 2 o'clock finish, but as you said, golf is golf, and you're not finished till the job's done, so you definitely have some late days. A lot of the late days for us particularly occur during renovations when we're coring the greens. So, I mean, when we're coring greens, you're looking anywhere from a 4 o'clock start to maybe a 6, 7 o'clock finish at night. Um, those are pretty much the longest days we'll put in, but... I mean, a 14 to 16-hour day is really nothing for any of us. How, how big is your team for a nine-hole course? How, how many have you got underneath you? Oh, there's just three, including myself, so I've got two underneath me. And your husband as well? Yeah, he's actually my 2IC, so he's the assistant. <laughs> is he good at following instructions? He is, actually. Does it stop when you walk out the gate? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, it's one of those things. Work is work and home's at home, and we don't interfere the two together. <laughs> Brittany, how many members have you got at Seaview? What's um, what's the membership like there? Oh, the last we checked, the final numbers came in around four fifty ish. So that's about where they're sitting at the moment, I believe. And they pretty good? Are they? You know, they they don't they don't kick up a fuss when you know a bit of work gets done on the golf course. Are they fairly um, friendly, kind of placid membership there? Actually, funny you should ask that question. I actually said because um, I've worked at a fair few places around WA, and Seaview's got to be probably the best I've worked for thus far. They're, they're laid back, and as long as you've explained to them this is why I had to do that, they're fine with it, and they move on. Let's go back a couple of steps here, Brittany. You, you, you're a girl from southern Indiana, I believe, and, and it, it's a long, long way from somewhere near Notre Dame to, uh, to Cottesloe. It's a, it's, a, it's a huge step. How did you even get here? Okay, yeah. Um, it was actually in my university years. Um, I was definitely one of those kids really shy, wouldn't look at anybody. Everyone thought I'd never leave home. Um, but going into university and that, things kind of changed. Uh, went bounced around, did some time in New Jersey, did some time in Arkansas, and just decided that before I left university, I wanted to take the opportunity to go overseas. Um, so I spoke to the guy at Ohio State University who puts everyone through internationally. Um, and he set up for me to come to Australia, asked me where I wanted to go, and I simply said, well, everyone goes to Sydney. I don't want to go to Sydney. What else is available? 
and Perth came out of his mouth, and that's where I ended up. And I actually had a roommate from Perth while I was at university, so it worked out well. Can you believe that you're here? I mean, it, yeah. you know, I know you grew up with a golf course and basically not in your backyard, but very close, and it was dear to your heart. Did, in your wildest dreams, could you believe you'd be working in the golf industry in Australia? Oh, no, not at all, because I honestly thought once I went to Australia, I'd do my six months here, go back and work on that course in Arkansas, finish my degree, and then I thought I'd just honestly end up somewhere in the U.S. and didn't think I'd ever come back. But, you know, you don't plan on going overseas and meeting your partner there either, but once that happens, that's that. Brittany, it's a really interesting kind of um, career arc that you're talking about, um, and your you know where you are now in the game of golf. You know, apropos of Hazy's question, Golf Australia put out its participation report a couple of weeks ago now, and you know there were issues with you know attracting women to the game, particularly from a playing perspective. Your experiences in the game of golf, if there are, you know if there happen to be any young girls listening to this interview now. Uh, with all the experiences you've had in the game of golf, what would you say to them if they were thinking about you know, getting engaged and involved in the game at some level? Oh, look, I mean, it's a great opportunity. I mean, they always said, I mean, even when I was growing up, I think I still hear it around the traps now, golf and tennis is the way forward for girls these days, whether it's playing, working in the industry somewhere. They reckon that's the, day, the way to go forward. I mean, like, for me personally, I played every sport under the sun, but until I started playing basketball, and actually still had a coach who, I mean, he basically just had enough integrity to sit me down and say, look, basketball's not your thing. You're really good at softball, but softball's not a career sport. I think you'll excel in golf. So I picked up the golf stick, started that way. Uh, I think I played golf all the way through my freshman year at university and then got into turf from there. And obviously turf is where I found my passion. So, I mean, I still go out and play for a good hit and a laugh but I don't play seriously anymore because I found my passion in turf but I mean you've got turf you've got golf itself you've got all these other um other corporations such as yourself golf wa you've got the membership corporations you got the agcsa I mean there's heaps of opportunities within golf whether you want to play be on the golf course or not there's other avenues have you found Spot any on. pathetic sort of um glass ceiling sexist barriers that you've had to deal with Oh, yeah, you run into it all the time, and you got to really, I mean, it's like anything in life. If you want it, you've just got to grab the bull by the horns and go get it yourself because it's not going to come to you easily. But, I mean, I've definitely had my struggles. It was easier in the States because they're more open to women being in the industry. But when I came to Australia, I've just I've struggled and struggled and struggled. And, I mean, I know it sounds bad, but uh, my actual 2IC job I got, well, I simply got it, an interview because I put my uh, initials rather than my name. Is that right? Yeah, uh, um, so I mean, you're always going to run into it, but you can't take it to heart. You can't take it personally. It is what it is. You just grab it and go on and move on to the next opportunity. If you get it, the worst thing that can happen, they can say no. But when they say yes, it's great. And hence you end up in a club that you're really happy with. Yeah, that, exactly. Well, I understand that you've had a, um, you know, nine whole courses in Perth are one thing, but you've actually done a, a part of an internship at some point in one of the great courses in the world and one of the most famous U.S. Uh, courses in Bolter's role as well. What was that like? Oh, yeah, it was really good. I mean, I actually I absolutely love Bolter's role. Um, there you're looking – I mean, you don't get a lot of days off there because obviously they're looking tournament conditions 365 days a year. So I think in my whole – Three or four or five months I was there, I had one day off. But, I mean, it's a complete different ball game. You're looking 15, 18 hours of days. And I don't think I had one day that was below 12 hours. So, I mean, that's just kind of the hours you put in on a golf course like that. Massive crew numbers. Um, 
So, I mean, not only do they rely on their assistants, their three OCs, but they also rely on some of their interns coming through just to kind of help them keep an eye on the place and any issue out there, maybe an issue with the crew and just the extra set of eyes that really rely on those, which is great. And I mean, because not only does it help them as a professional, it helps those as underneath them moving up into the, the higher aspects of the ladder as they move through their career. And, and Brittany, earlier on our national show, we spoke a lot about course length and the the, tr- the trend or the this debate about lengthening courses because technology has become so far. What's your take on it? What's your view in lengthening golf courses? Well, really, I mean, I I think the aspect of the golf course, well, short, long, if the golf course has something to, op- to offer as far as the playing aspect, I think the length is fine. Um, I mean, as far as technology, technology keeps getting taken farther and farther and farther. I mean, which is understandable, you got to grow somewhere, but you've also got to stop somewhere. I mean, you take TV, for example, for us to get longer at wider, we simply don't have the means to do it. We're surrounded on all four sides by ocean. Housing division roads, we, we've got nowhere to go. So, I mean, for TV, it's simply not an option, and I know that's becoming more common as the days goes on. You get a lot of golf courses just have nowhere to go. So when you talk about lengthening, doing massive construction, do this, that, and the other, uh, you might maybe take um, – two or three holes and really lengthen them out, but you're sacrificing other holes that you're going to have to make really short as well just so you can work with the space you're given. Brittany, I'm not sure which suburb you live in, but let's just, for argument's sake, say there was a bit of a rabbit plague went through and there's a bit of a hole in the front yard. Who's, who goes out to fix it, you or hubby? Uh, well, you know, it's just uh, whoever's available at the moment. <laughs> he doesn't. I'm, I'm intrigued that, he, you know, the, the, the dynamics of what happens at home with turf and that sort of thing, that's all. Ah, uh, yeah, so at home, you're, uh, I'm kind of, I did say to him, he's he's kind of the garden man, so I did say to him, look, if we're going to have a garden, that's fine, I'm all, I'm all right with that, but I'm not going to take care of it, so he's <laughs> the garden man, and, um, you know, that's what he does, he loves it, he enjoys it, so good on him, and when it comes to the lawn, I mean, he still loves, he loves to mow the lawn, so I let him mow the lawn, if something goes wrong with the lawn, he comes in, he says, oh, you know, what should I do with this? Go out, have a look, instruct him on, do this, this, and that, and he's off. <laughs> if you guys haven't got the best the best front yard uh, in, in, in your suburb, then there's something not quite right. Maybe you're leaving it all <laughs> on the golf course. Hey, Brittany, it's been fantastic to catch up with you. Congratulations on everything you've been able to achieve, and um, uh, see View Golf Club sound like they're lucky to have you. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Ropes. Yeah, no, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time and have a great day. Yeah, thanks, you too. Brittany, Brittany Goldsworthy, who's doing what not a lot of women around Australia have done, and, and that has become a super. And it was an interesting question you asked, Daisy. You know, slightly disappointing answer, I've got to say, not in terms of the content, but the fact that there's still, mm. you know, barriers put in front of women in this game. It's, it is, and full kudos to CV Golf Club for, mm. you know, just picking the best person for the job, you know, and that's what we've all got to get to throughout all aspects of golf. And, uh, you know, it's not, you don't want to stand on the soapbox here and lecture, but. She's the best person for the job. She's the best person for the job, and it's great to see that they've been progressive enough to put her on. Here, here, and I can see you nodding furiously in agreement, Joe Charlton. Uh, thanks for being part of the show again. Thanks, Andy. See you next time. And before we uh, oh, head yes, off here, Andy, yes. I've just got to remind everyone this is episode five, and for all the previous four weeks' episodes, we had a great ep- uh, edition last week with Nick Ahern here. Uh, to go back and check on the Golf WA website for all the back editions. So um, hopefully, I'm sure we will. There's plenty of great stories around WA, more coming up. But for the moment, if you want to check the ones we've had, get back to the state website. Good on you. And you should, we, I should have been saying that, so I'm glad that you did. This is Inside the Ropes. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week, folks.